0: Hi, I'm Nina Enders. I'm Anna Tonk. Welcome to How to Be Human, a podcast that explores the common and often confusing themes of humanness. On this episode, Anna and I discuss projection. Take a seat, clear your mind, and let's chat.
1: And good podcast blessings to you. you. Good afternoon, friend.
0: Yeah. How are you? I'm good. I know how you are. I still feel a little disoriented when the darkness comes, you know, that I'm like, oh, is the sun setting? And it's like, yeah, because you live in the Northeast and it's four o'clock.
1: Welcome to winter. It's bedtime. But that is very good news for me because I'm just ready to pack it in for the day. It's made me start going to bed
0: earlier, which, I mean, I also think I'm so mad about the new variant that, I'm mad and I'm bored. And so I'm going to bed earlier. I'll show them. Yeah. <laughs> but I've like, bitches. yeah, I'll show you like, I can't do stuff or, you know, like I'm going to go to bed at 10, you know, which is not like me. And yeah, I know, I know I'm waking up early. I, I've, I've seen seven 30 a few times, which I don't see very often. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's weird to wake up when it's dark, but it's been kind of, nice I don't know I've started waking up and lighting candles and waking up the apartment this could be me slipping into madness it could be me doing some pioneer cosplay who knows let's see where it goes pioneer
1: cosplay. oh my god that is a terrifying
0: image <laughs> imagine imagine people like why aren't you working with Anna anymore and you're like oh god <laughs> she got real into pioneer cosplay <laughs> And she couldn't podcast anymore. They're not invented yet.
1: <laughs> that really bad cooking show, like Pioneer Woman or something. You know oh, what I'm talking about? Yes. That, oh my god, she's like cooks like butter. She's like, have let's have some fried butter. Oh man. So what are we talking about today? Projection. Dun dun dun.
0: Dun dun dun. It's funny because I feel like so often. I don't know. I learn a lot doing this podcast. And I feel like so often when we're trading off or coming up with, you know, topics or whatever, it's because it's something we're experiencing, you know, or like it's going on. And I learned Mm -hmm. when looking up our definition and like just researching a little bit and getting clear on what my own thoughts were about projection that I was like, oh, what I was mad about I don't think was projection (laughs) in retrospect. (laughs) I'm like oh that's good you know because I was like <sighs> how can I because I, I knew that there was a story I wanted to tell and then I was like oh but can I tell that and I do think the other person involved maybe listens to the pot you know and I was like do I care about that and then I was like oh surprise twist <laughs> not if it's applicable
1: to this. Not relevant this time. Uh,
0: Not relevant. I will save it for a future episode. (laughs) I'll talk shit at another time. So projection. (laughs) An estimate or forecast of a future situation or trend based on a study of present ones plans based on projections of slow, but positive growth, the presentation of an image on a surface, especially a movie screen, quality illustrations for overhead projection. Okay. Well, I saw that and was like, well, that's none of what we're talking about. Maybe not. I mean, I guess we, we could say an estimate or forecast of a future situation anyway. So I was like, that's not really what we're talking about. What am I looking for? And I realized it was psychological projection. Projection is the process of displacing one's feelings onto a different person, animal, or object. The term is most commonly used to describe defensive projection, attributing one's own unacceptable urges to another. For example, if someone continuously bullies and ridicules appear about his insecurities, the bully might be projecting his own struggle with self-esteem onto the other person. So also when I was researching, something that kept coming up was that projection is a is a defense mechanism. And so, and I had a feeling the concept, and this is all from psychology today. The concept emerged from Sigmund Freud's work on defensive mechanisms and was further refined by his daughter, Anna Freud. And other prominent figures in psychology. Unconscious discomfort can lead people to attribute unacceptable feelings or impulses to someone else to avoid confronting them. Projection mm-hmm. allows the difficult trait to be addressed without the individual fully recognizing it in themselves. Yeah. I think that's what we're talking about. Yeah. It's funny, I, because I was like thinking on it and was like, I think a lot of what I thought was projection is maybe just assuming, you know, is maybe, is possibly just assumptions when people fill in a story or, Mm -hmm. you know, say, I get this a lot. I wonder if you get this in friendships, like where people almost like fill in the blank with me or like, I bet Anna's going to blah or whatever. and. I thought that was a form of protection, but I think it's just assumption. You know, like I, I actually don't think, I, I didn't realize there was this co- component really of protection of seeing something you don't like about yourself or, you know, something that kept coming up a lot in a lot of the examples too was like cheating, that people who are cheating assume everybody else is and accuse oh everyone about cheating. God. Yep. And, I guess like, you know, like when you know something, but you just like don't get it or it's just like also not the way you experience it. I -hmm. realized though, so (laughs) my mom goes to a Jungian analyst and, you know, Freud and Jung kind of go hand in hand and she's very into lately when I'll be like, You know, you think it's, like, real cool when your friend sets boundaries, yet when I do, like, you're a real jerk about it. And she's like, it's just me projecting my shadow. (laughs) And I've been like, cool, can you not, you know? And I was like, I don't really get that. You know, like, what does that mean? And I'm like, oh, she's, like, projecting her own discomfort and fears around setting boundaries onto me. You know, like, Mm. ah. So I'm curious, like... What's been your relationship with, pro- I feel like I went through this like whole journey of realizing what I thought was projection was not like, what's been your relationship with, with projection?
1: Have you been on a journey with it? Oh yeah. I'm still <laughs> on a journey with it. We're we're going on vacation next week. No. So I'm reading something right now that says, here are some signs that you might be projecting. Feeling highly reactive, quick to blame. Difficulty being objective, getting perspective, and standing in the other person's shoes, which I think are interesting Mm. uh, little tidbits. So my journey – I was thinking about this last night. It wasn't in my vocabulary until, you know, later in in my my 20s, mid-20s probably. I wasn't familiar with it when I was younger, but I I do realize that a lot of the – I was doing it a lot, but also it was taught to me at a very young age, I think. So how I experienced it was if I said something that was uncomfortable for one of my parents, my dad would often be like, well, and my mom too, really both of them, would immediately turn it and project it back on to me. So they would be like very defensive or sensitive and be like, this is what you're doing. It's like, no, you're doing it. (laughs) Like I'm not doing it. So that was my experience of it, that if you called something out and someone didn't like it, that it was a, you know, behavior or comment said that they couldn't really sit with or see that it was immediately like, no, that's you, which I didn't know what that was, but that to me is a huge part of projection.
0: Yeah, because it's like with with what you're saying if you're let's say you're saying to your parents like I don't feel like you listen to me and they're like well you don't use your listening ears, you know, and it's like rather than look at and go, "Huh, what's that about?" You know, it's using projection as a form of deflection, you know, to kind of be like, I feel like that's a really common thing. Like where people's like initial response, if someone gives them feedback or just shares how they feel or whatever, is to be basically a form of like, I know you are, but what am I? (laughs) You know? And it's like, I don't, I mean, I guess that depends on like what your relationship with, fear, criticism, like all that stuff is. I was reading the New Yorker interview with Alison Roman, which I'm not going to get into whether or not she's bad or whatever the piece is interesting, but they made a good point that she got really desensitized to taking on feedback because of being such an internet person. She was so used to people just trashing her you know mm-hmm. that she didn't no longer knew how to hear it so good bad valid whatever and i thought about that and how much in our effort to make how often like bad habits start from us trying to make the world feel simpler or, and more navigable, you know, that it's like, Oh, getting feedback can be painful. Sometimes let me like protect myself. And then it, it like becomes something else, you know, that it's like, if we don't build up our resistance or our ability to like sit in these things, like you're just kind of inviting another problem.
1: And when you were talking about the, someone cheating, that example, that that happened to me a lot with one of my ex-boyfriends who he was 1,000% cheating on me all the time. <laughs> but he lived in the city.
0: <laughs> 1,000% all the time.
1: <laughs> 100%, 100% of the time he was cheating on me. And he was the most jealous person I've ever met. And he would go into these rages, like rages. He was very unstable. And... I was so young that I didn't understand what was happening because I knew he was cheating on me, but I felt crazy because I bet. I wasn't cheating on him until I was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's super common though. Like if, I mean, what, the
1: self-fulfilling prophecy, Well, also, just like, what's you know, the
0: thing if you're getting, like, if you're going to get punished, like if you're going to do the time you want to well do the crime, like if you're going to get, if you can't listen to reason, you might as well,
1: you know, like, I mean, I don't, you know, condone it. I wasn't my favorite thing for (laughs) myself, but we had a really toxic relationship, obviously. So, but he would do that to me constantly. And we lived, I was still in college in Boston. He lived in the city in New York. And so he was, you know, working and living his life. And I was in college for God's sake. And he, and he would do that to me all the time. And I had no idea that was projecting. I had no idea that that's what was happening, but that's exactly what was happening. He was feeling so much guilt and so much, because I do believe that he, in his own way, as much as he possibly could possibly love somebody, he had love for me. I mean, he wasn't capable of much, but he just like, couldn't stop his chaos from happening. So he, instead of being like, Hmm, why am I cheating on this person that I supposedly love, blah, blah, blah. And I was je- not jealous. I mean, I became jealous because I started to realize, but it's just so fascinating what we can do. So that's part of the journey for me. And then the other thing is with friends. I know that this has probably showed up for you as well, where I feel like that's where I really learned about it or, and more, and with clients too, but more with friends and, you know, of with clients, I feel like I learned about it in a way that was what they didn't want to know about themselves. They kind of projected like a bad trait onto me in order to excuse themselves from doing work in rare circumstances. Can you elaborate? Can you give us,
0: can you give us an example? I I find that fascinating.
1: Yeah. I'm (laughs) So yeah, it's only happened a couple of times, but it's really it's when it's happened, it's been very intense. So I've had a couple clients that I've been one in particular where she was projecting a lot of like at first she was putting me in like her mommy role. Mm. And that was really weird. And I had to put you know stop that immediately. Yep. <laughs> as, navigate that. Yep. But when it became really kind of weird and ugly was when she started to go, this was pre height of the pandemic. I noticed she was saying really odd things to me. And I realized that she was going down the QAnon route. Uh, And I was like, what are you saying? Like, these are not words that I understand and I don't, I'm not going to talk to you about this stuff. And this was before anyone really knew about it. Uh And instead of, so I would, soul had just come out and I had written an email and it was like, we don't stand for whitewashed spirituality here. Just, you know, an FYI of what soul was about. And she was like, that email was so aggressive and you are, you know, so narrow. What a, however she was speaking to me, I can't remember the exact words, but basically she was projecting this image onto me or this behavior onto me that was all her own, but it was so multifaceted. It was like partially she was convinced that I was narrow-minded or I was the bad guy, right? Because she was being brainwashed. So if I believed in social justice, she, like I was bad, but it was all like her internal battle of like her being this white woman who was very much choosing this way of thinking and elite being. And she was just on the precipice of taking another route, I feel like. And as, mm. as soon as she saw the possibilities or the how it could go or how it could unfold, and then Q started, she was like, no, I was bad. So everything became like, you're aggressive or you don't, you don't understand her. You're, you know, she would cry. It was just very bizarre. So I felt like, there were many things she was projecting on me, but one of them was just eh. whatever her behaviors were that she wasn't comfortable with, she attributed to me. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or sometimes I, th- I feel like with projection,
0: like I agree, I, I agree with you. I think that was projection from my WebMD
1: psychology degree, but yeah, I think we're, we've graduated from WebMD.com. So,
0: <laughs> but I, I think you are correct, but I also think like sometimes, you know, I'll really take something to heart or, And I'll be like, hold up, you know, like in that situation, like, yeah, you are being narrow minded. You have zero space for a rhetoric that like is racist or what it's like. Yeah, I'm zero tolerance about that, you know, and I have to stop myself and realize like being zero tolerant, like zero tolerance about certain things doesn't mean I'm intolerant, but it's a real tool of manipulation (laughs) to weaponize you know words like obviously that's what cults do that's what they use so I think that that's what can be like I think sometimes when people were projecting like I heard it as truth and wouldn't always go wait a minute like how does this serve this person whether it's the like kind of You know, they're telling on themselves, like, if they're so obsessed with me cheating, like, is it because they're cheating? You know, like, is there a message I'm missing in this? Like, if people are so, you know, upset. There's something about me that makes people, I find, like, want to project almost like their fears and insecurities of like, I bet you're thinking this or you must think this or. And it happens in friendships. It happens with clients of like. You're going to think this is da, 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 or this, you're oh, going to think yeah, this. Is, I got that all the time. Yeah. And you're going to hate, you're going to hate this. Yeah. You're I gonna, get that you're a lot. You're going to hate this. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to hate this or I bet I know what Anna or I bet Anna or the, stuff like that. Something I found interesting, I didn't expect you in the definition was that first piece of an estimate or forecast of a future situation or trend based on a study of present ones is, is tarot. (laughs) I mean, that's literally tarot. And I think I learned a lot about projection with tarot of like, when you kind of, I thought of projection a bit more in terms of, I think, creating a false narrative, you know, of like going, oh, I fucked up. Nina's going to be so mad. I bet she's going to da 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 And when I have zero proof of that, you know, versus just going, I fucked up and I'm scared. You know, like I thought that was a bit more projection, you know, but I guess now having learned that projection in that example would be me being like, I know I would be, you know, so mad. So I'm assuming you're going to be that way or whatever. But um, I learned a lot in terms of like with, tarot, you know, for those of y'all not familiar with it or not professional readers, you know, we're often looking at patterns and extrapolating based on the pattern we're seeing and kind of going, okay, if you want your career to move or if you want this to happen, I'm seeing this, this and this, like you might want to look at that, you know, like we're using these things as tools to like kind of build a roadmap or I am that's I shouldn't say we like that's my practice. But, um, you know, I think that did help me. And I think also too, I, I subscribed to channeling. I think when I'm doing any kind of psychic work, I open up channel and I think of like receiving knowledge from, you know, a higher source and I'm serving as a conduit for it. And I learned a lot about like, don't project, you know, like don't interpret, don't, I literally like relay it. And I'll say like, this is what's coming through or, you know what, this card means this, but however I'm getting this vibe for you or whatever, I had to figure out how to sort of like organize things. So I wasn't doing these readings with tons of projection and projection prediction in biases, you know, like of trying to like sort all that stuff out, but I've become really sensitive to it with other people. And you know, when people will be like, especially like a client will come and be like, you know, I have a crush on this guy at work. I want to know if they're interested. And I'm like, I'm not going to psychic spy. What's up? You know, what are you looking for? Like, what do you want? And they'll be like, well, I have a crush on this guy, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to hook up because we worked together and he went through a breakup. It's like none of that's real like or or maybe it is but you've made it all
1: up you know that's a projection of insecurities
0: yeah rather than just going and being like what up you know (laughs) you want
1: this (laughs) want to do it want to
0: do it I mean I have to say though if like a a pretty I mean pre-pandemic now I feel like everything who knows what's up but like a pretty like effective you know pickup line or like line with dudes is want to make out like they're so caught off guard they're often like yeah okay i'll make out you know like so just like put (laughs) that in
1: your back pocket
0: you know like they're like now you're like i mean like we could like find a corner but like yeah (laughs) dating advice dating advice um you don't want any of it i mean if you want like bad dating advice come to me i don't know what the fuck i'm doing but i think because like and I think sometimes my friends find think that I'm being like judgmental or like a hard ass because I'll be like, that is a story. You're making that up. I mean, I think I, I would hope I say it nicer than that, to be honest. But I think it's because of reading for people like what we do for a living. I've gotten like so trained to try to figure out what's the information versus what's the story like, and I don't care why someone's doing it. I'm not judging it. Like if you're doing it out of insecurity, I don't care. I'm not deducting a point. I'm just trying to figure out before I'm going to pull cards or whatever. Like, what are we really dealing with is how is the way I'm described or that's where I'm coming at it from.
1: Totally. Which I think people don't necessarily always believe yeah, because they're trained not to. Right. Right. And one of the things I find interesting about projection is this line here that says the attitude that your beliefs are held by others or that those you're w- in relationship with should think and act like you do. So I, I feel like there's <laughs> that can go. And <laughs> yeah, that's definitely what happened for me in the situation I was just referring to, but also with what you're saying, I feel like Tarot has helped me so much to become, first of all, less judgmental. Same. Big time. Yeah. And going back to another part of the definition to really see from a different perspective without inserting ourselves into their lives, right? Yeah. Being them, just seeing, oh, wow, like this. So I feel like with that kind of scope of you're like, I understand this kind of life and that kind of life and this kind of situation, that kind of situation, it makes it at least easier for me to know when I might be starting to project something onto somebody else or a situation. Same. Because I'm like, "Mm, yeah, no, this is just your, but it's training. That takes a lot of time and effort and Hours in my life, anyway, to have gotten to a point where I'm not, you know, scared of somebody's reaction about something. We talked about this on one of our episodes where I just got to a point in my life, you know, a couple of years ago where if somebody's like, I have to talk (laughs) to you, I'm not like, oh my God, what's wrong? Let's talk right now. Are, Are you free? Like calling them, you know, like, are you okay? Am I okay? Are we okay? That for me, it was such a projection of fear. Like they're going to be mad. They're upset. I did something wrong. That feels like it really has subsided with maturity, but also with all this work and especially being, you know, in readings all the time and, and just listening to people, but also relaying messages in a way that's not dry, but it's just, this is the message, you know? yeah. It's not about the story, even though it is part of this bigger story. It's just Let's deal with, you know, in a, like a bit of a cleaner way, in a clearer way. It's a very swords energy.
0: Yeah. I think because I don't know about you, but I guess, I mean, I guess like reading tarot is like, I don't mean this is going to sound really self-congratulatory and pretentious. i clap. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, I think reading for people is a form of like loving kindness meditation in the sense of... The compassion you have to give others, you, you have to give yourself. And I don't know about you, but like I found I also released so much shame. So it made me much more like who cares why you did it? Or who cares why you're attracted to like, let's figure it Mm. out. Like, what do you want? How do you feel? Like, I don't care if you're attracted to that person because of like this wound or whatever, like, do you want them, you know, like, it made me get much more practical about stuff that I don't think is practical, you know, because releasing that shame, I think, kept me, I think of shame as like, I call it like collapsing like you collapse in you know and like it's like ugh, and it just makes you so contracted and like afraid of people you know and I feel like projection is this like you know it it is very it's very outward you don't generally like inwardly project you know you outwardly project and it's this way we're trying to like kind of keep up appearances or something that the more I was kind of like you know what you read for several thousand people at this point and you realize life's complicated and no one has it figured out. Like I feel a real sense of freedom in some ways that I think also helps rein some of that stuff in that. I'm like, we're all fucked up. We're all flawed. Like if you're even, you know, anyone even listening to this, like, well done, like you're trying to be better. You know, like if you're taking any care to like pay attention to what interests you or whatever, that it's like cut yourself a little bit of slack, you know. And like my cutting myself that slack, like helped me sort of be aware of like, oh, I was like totally making that about myself or I was so hung up on my feelings or like, oh, you know, like I could just see stuff more clearly.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about. What do you think about boundaries and projection? Well, I think boundaries,
0: I think for projection to really like, I think they probably have an interesting relationship because it's like, you're being so boundaryed internally that you're having no boundaries outwardly. Like I know a couple, I would say a couple of people I know that are big projectors <laughs> But people who I have to really kind of keep in, in the back of my mind that they project a lot. And I don't know how aware of it they are. I would say that they also struggle the most with boundaries, which right I don't know what that relationship is, but I would say that anecdotally for me, that's my story. I think that a lot of people who project a lot don't know that, like, essentially, they're just sort of flooding the airspace with their opinion. <laughs> and I mean, like, what is I think boundaries are also like, A category in some ways, you know, so I think whenever we're saying something, it's like you have to ask yourself, like, what category does this fit into? Like, are we chatting? Am I giving advice or, you know, like you run it through that stuff. And I find these are people who've like never thought of that or like Mm. she did block. Can you believe that? I'm like, yeah, like that's a rule you made up. I mean, I can think of any. My mom is a projector. And she was talking about a friend of hers and was like, who's uh, in her 80s and asked her, was like, where do you get your string bikinis? And... and my mom said like, it, girl. And my mom's like, can you believe that? Like, who wants to see our old bodies in a string bikini? And I was like, listen, if you want to put your body in one, I want to look at it. Like, if you've got com- the confidence at 80 to be in a string bikini, by all means, like wear a thonk, like do it, you know. And my mom's like, all this stuff. And I said, that's not a rule. I I get it. Like I get you've decided it's one, but it's not actually one, you know, like there is no rule, you know?
1: No. And that's a perfect example of what I was getting at, which is little, little catchphrases that we can put in place when you feel like someone is projecting on you. I don't take, you know, that's not mine. I do that sometimes where I'm like, Mm. that's not, it's actually not mine. You know, I do it in silently. I do it. I go, that doesn't belong to me or that doesn't belong to me, Yeah, or that's your opinion, or, you know, I disagree or whatever. But that even just putting, I think what happens sometimes when people project, or at least this was my experience and I see it happening a lot with clients and friends is when someone projects on you once, twice, many times, we sometimes start to internalize that and believe it. And so a great way to keep ourselves kind of clear and strong is to send it back in the moment as much as possible. So we don't let it in. Right. Yeah. I like to think about the body a lot, you know, so that really helps me to decipher when I see it coming now from a mile away, when someone's like, you're going to be mad or you're doing this or, and it's very clearly something that either they're doing or they're projecting onto me. I'm like, no, that's actually not what I think when that's not what I'm doing. And I don't let it in where before I'd be like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. You feel that way.
0: (laughs) This is how, you know, Nina's the more mature of us. Cause I'm just, I'm cracking up. Cause I'm thinking of like, I'm like, this is all so mature and great. And I'm like, I like to troll. (laughs) And be oh like, God. you know, when someone's like, you're going to be so mad, be like, let's see how fun for us both, you know? Because I'm just oh like, God. what do you want me to do? Versus being like, uh no, Anna, you know? Oh like, Anna, 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 Anna. Just like, what does someone want you to do with that? do you find? I'm curious because I think your immediacy dealing is very interesting. You know, like thank you. Ask me about it. It takes me sometimes a second to go, wait a minute, like I didn't like that or that didn't feel good. You know, like it's been one of my lessons as an adult learning. I'm slower to process than I think, you know. So when it happens in the moment and you're like, I'm going to say something like How often do you say something out loud? Like how often are you saying it to the person versus how often are you doing it internally and which one feels better?
1: I love to say it out loud because part of growth (laughs) is knowing when things need to be said and when they don't. I agree. Because I'm constantly like, oh, I'm going to tell this person, that person. I'm going to go back because like a couple of weeks ago, this person said something and I'm realizing now, which (laughs) you... (laughs) you're like, keep your list. (laughs) You're
0: like, who's going to get it today?
1: Bitch, we're going to have it out on the table. Right. But then I'm like, that's not necessary. You don't need to do that. So I, to your point, do process things very quickly. And I think the reason is because I'm so in touch with my body that I can feel it coming and then I can feel it happening in my body and it doesn't feel good. It makes me that client is a very good example. I I started to notice that I was going to let her go because obviously she was going, she was joining a cult and it wasn't going to (laughs) work. But I would notice that as our last couple calls, like I would feel so sick right before I got on the phone with her, like ill and never a good sign. Never a good sign. And I, because I knew that everything that was about to happen was in that, you know, yeah. family. And so there was only so much I could say to her because she was very far gone. Right. But yeah. if it's a friend or if it's a family member or a stranger on the street, you know, I'm pretty strong and clear, you know, as soon as possible, because I feel like it immediately puts the boundary up. And then I can walk away and not think about it. If I don't say something, I stew on that motherfucker for like days. And I hate that. Yeah. I will stew and stew and stew and be like, I should have said and I did. And I wanted to say and that still – and it has the same effect. And that's my practice to have to be like, well, you didn't. So you can still process it without talking to the other person. Sometimes that's the only option. But I do think it's important in the moment to be like, yeah, that's actually not mine. I agree. Like, I think what has felt hard for me when I've
0: felt sort of I feel it a bit like people when they're projecting sometimes like it feels a bit like a fog and I feel a little disoriented in it or something. Like if I feel a bit enveloped and I feel a bit disoriented. dizzying.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: What I like about what you're saying about being more immediate about it and being kind of like, even if whether it's to yourself or to them, you know, it stops that. You know, if you kind of go, hold up, I don't think this. And I think like if you can, you know, and like, hey, y'all, I'll do this with you. Maybe we can become more vigilant about calling out projection as it happens. I find it exhausting to sort of like penetrate people's I'm so sorry to all of us that I use the word penetrate Me too. thank you for saying that thank ask. you for saying sorry, that as soon as I thank said you. it I regretted it I
1: was like oh um, <laughs> no as soon as I said
0: it I regretted it I don't even know uh, who am I not what I wanted to say oh my Gross. god let's pretend it didn't have, I could edit like blah, we could blah, edit blah, it blah, out blah, but blah. we're not going to no let's not let's not but I find arguing with people, (laughs) probing, (laughs) that's somehow better, which is weird. The word probe, gross, probing, okay, (laughs) Um, I'm more into it. But I find like, if you ask me like what my definition of hell is, it would probably be trying to get someone to understand that they're wrong about reality. Like when someone is projecting, like it's so obvious in in some ways that like of what's happening, like you feel Mm. that like, I feel like things almost become surreal. They're so hyper real in a way when you're like, hold up, you know, like, especially (laughs) when it's got a little bit of that gaslight flavor, you're like, I, I, like, I don't we're just like
1: floating. I'm just picturing us floating. Like, <laughs> you know, it's true. They're never going to say, rarely, if ever, they're going to be like, you know what? You're right. I'm projecting.
0: Yeah. And this is something like I've been thinking about a lot of how my quest is always to like be in reality. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, why am I so focused on it? And have I missed that? When I say reality, like, we can never agree on what reality is because I'm talking about my own, you know? I'm like, so do I have to drop this and all this? But at least you're right. Like, the point of saying something in the moment, like, as we start to wrap up and, like, you know, we all learned something here today. I mean, except for Nina. She was being the teacher. But, um... No, I learned today. No, I learned. I shouldn't project. I'm learning. (laughs) Stop it. I'm learning. (laughs) But you know, that if the point is not to argue about what's reality or whether or not someone's projecting, like the point is to set the boundary that like, you're not available to absorb that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I like that what you're saying of whether it's like, you say it to yourself or you say like, that's not mine to like someone else, you know, that's what you're doing. You're, you're like that boundary, Bringing you back to earth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my joke about myself is I'm always like, oh, well, let me whip out the PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> like, I always am like, oh, no, no, no. If like if if they say like you need two examples, like I'm like you need six, you know, like I struggle with validation, pretend one could say or self-validation, really, that it's like, oh, yeah, th- really, I just wanted to stop. So if I would if I would just put up the boundary of like this doesn't feel like it's mine, like it stops. Done. Mission accomplished.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel because it then it just, you don't have to lug it around and think about it or feel it or make it something. I don't like to just be dismissive of, you know, anything, but I feel like I really like the way you process things because I think that it's very thorough. (laughs) Yeah, it is. and. I'm like, bitch checks her boxes. Like, she's like, yep, got it from all angles. Yeah, trauma, baby. (laughs) Yeah. And I am much more of a, I literally like open the door and I sweep it out and then I slam the door and I'm like, okay, I'm done now. And I do have to pick up some things later later that were left behind, but in the moment when things are swirling and I agree with you, my version of hell would also be when you're sitting with somebody and they're like, no, this, and you're like, no, yeah. you don't hear me. That's not, that's a waste of time and energy, right? Yeah. The goal is not for, for someone on the other side to stop the, to even stop their behavior. It's the goal is for you to not be, on the receiving end of it anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's been a newer thing for me to think about some of the, these themes like in just like my own stuff in life to go. Doesn't really matter why it's happening, you know, or like, what the deal, mm-hmm. like my job is if someone's telling me the sky is green and I'm like, that's blue. And I took color theory. Like, I know it's blue, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not. I Besides the fact that it's like I already feel ridiculous having do, do to Do you say take it, color theory? <laughs> where I'm like, listen, not only did I go to kindergarten, but I also did color theory. And I'm telling you, that's <laughs> blue. You know? the
1: kindergarten.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> complete, don't want to brag, completed the kindergarten, but you're right. Like the point isn't like, it's not my job to really get that person to see the error of their ways and to understand what color the sky is. You know, like what I really want for myself is to not be in the conversation,
1: you know, (laughs) to go back to, the colors the primaries <laughs> like I gave it to, back back
0: to my friends who agree that the sky is blue and we could all then get into like what is cerulean no I'm kidding but yeah I've had to think about that of like wait you know like my god shout out to my therapist she had a really great way of like when I would be like I'm going to do this or I want to do that or I need to have this conversation with so and so or whatever and she started going what's the goal anna what's the goal mm-hmm. And she would say, what's the goal and what's the fantasy? And both of those have really helped me in life to go,
1: what's the goal? What's the fantasy? Love that. Love that. All right. Let's end on the word fantasy. Fantasy. Well, we hope you enjoyed our journey. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I feel like I learned a lot too. It's one of those things that we don't sit down and talk about, right? That's why we started the podcast we throw the word projection around all the time, but how often do we sit down and actually talk about what it is? Oh my God. I've learned so many times that I was
0: wrong. (laughs) It's been a really fun journey learning
1: that I'm wrong. (laughs) See you next time where we'll be wrong again. (laughs) Yeah. We're trying
0: to get right.
1: (laughs) That's all for today's episode. If you're interested in
0: submitting a topic or want to submit a question for our advice episode, please join our membership community at HowToBeHumanPod.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, we're guides, not gurus.